Peace, everyone. Greetings and welcome to another Sovereign Eats podcast. Welcome to the second episode of this season. This evening, we are delving into a little bit more around the um, definitions of sorts, right? In our last episode, I shared time with my co-host, Sister Jazira, and we explored the body, spirit, and soul. And though we did not delve too deeply into, you know, what those components of who we are actually mean, we did take a look at, you know, honoring spirit, honoring the body and honoring the soul for, you know, like it's for its function and purpose in our journey. And so we did that too, because a lot of what we will be unearthing and, and exploring during this season spans beyond just food, right? And health. We'll be delving into spirituality. We'll be delving into different forms of healing and different healing modalities. We'll be giving you, bringing you the scoop on things. We'll be spilling the tea on things. So definition is really important and really crucial. It sets the standard and lays the foundation. And so part of what I will be doing this evening, though I'm writing alone, I will be talking about veganism versus plant-based diets. And the reason I'll be doing that is to, again, lay another layer of foundation so that we, we can get some of the major definitions and major terms out of the way so that when we begin to really dive in deep, um, you guys will understand and follow some of the conversations that we're having. And you'll have your own perspectives as well too, which we want you to share with us. You know, like we want you to throw your comments into the uh, comment section or share um, some of your ideas with us because we really want to hear from you, one. And two, we also know you have a voice, all right? So this evening, it's purely um, from the perspective of delving into the definition of things so that way we have clarity. And, um, you know, like I wanted to share, when I began my uh, vegan journey, or my plant-based journey, because now I will I identify as a plant-based, and I'll tell you why in a little bit. But when I started my journey, I started as vegan. And so, you know, when I refer to myself back then, you'll probably hear me say, you know, when I was vegan, or I, you know, because back then I I was 14 and had just discovered food and nutrition. And food and nutrition was one of my favorite classes because it gave you the opportunity, you know, that back then um, I attended an all-girls Catholic school and my teacher then was Miss Wegman. And so Miss Wegman knew everything there was to know about baking and food prep and the kitchen and hors d'oeuvres, you name it, she knew it. Um, but what I found was the most uh, 
the most um, edifying experiences actually was the study, the study and learning about the different ingredients and also learning about the different forms of diet and the different nutrients that are that that we can find and assess scientifically right through chemistry because I was studying chemistry then too so there was um a marrying of biology and chemistry and food and nutrition that was actually happening in my mind at that time um and I I, I just had an appreciation for food beyond the eating of it right and beyond the um the baking of it or the making of it and the decoration, the science and, and so on really was intriguing to me. But anyway, I digress. I discovered during my first, I think it may have been like my first month of, of um, studies in food and nutrition, um, I discovered that there were several different types of diets that were very different from the diet that I was born and reared to, to enjoy. You know, um, my father would actually um, kill a chicken every, you know, Sunday or every other Sunday. Um, and, the, you know, like it would be defeathered and cooked. And that would be, you know, that, that food fall would last us for last us for a week so we'll be eating you know uh stew chicken with maybe rice and other things for a long time all right but i shifted and i shifted because i discovered the beauty of different diets when i discovered that veganism was an actual option and also learned that wait there's lacto-ovo-vegetarian and pescatarian. I was absolutely, I was young, I was 14. Um, but I was mind blown at that point. And I was also dealing with, um, I was also dealing with very painful periods at that time. Um, and one of, I actually have one of my episodes from our last season that delves a little bit deeper into some of my pain story, all right, from <laughs> being a teenager and dealing with, you know, cramping and things like that. But at that ch- time, anything I thought would work. So I wanted to try just about anything. And so changing up my diet became something that um I tried. And I tried it too because I was reading a couple of different books and also, you know, like thinking about the science of how, you know, certain things affected my menstrual cycle and so on. And, and looking at the different nutrients I needed to kind of boost myself and improve my, um, and fortify myself and my blood, I decided to, to go for a change. Um, and that's how, that's what led me to eliminating meats and dairy out of my diet, all right? I will say it was not a battle at all with the exception of cheese. I think a lot of people have the same battle even now. And so I'm happy to kind of 
explain and share on another episode how I got over, you know, the battle of cheese. Um, and some of it has to do with a seven-day Adventist recipe that I discovered at just hap by happenstance. Um, and it's kind of crazy and whack how it happened too, but that's another story as well um, that I'll share another time. Um, but, and I also have a, a turkey story as well too, but that's a, that story is also for another time because, um, yeah, there was a moment where I had a relapse and that relapse was around this time actually. And, um, it was not hard for me. I was just like, you know what? I haven't had this in a long time. I would just have peace. I do not care. And that was it. You know, I think it may have been when I was 15. And then after that, I never, it tasted so bad. <laughs> I never went back. Um, but yes, my first experience with being a vegan really focused on the diet of things and the health benefits of it, as I saw, and versus the ethics. All right. So when we say vegan, or we use the term vegan, we must attach the word ethics to it immediately because veganism was, you know, created in 1944 by Donald Watson. Donald Watson, of course, was an Englishman, um, an English animals, animal rights advocate, to be precise. And he, too, was the founder of the Vegan Society. Right. So right there, we see that veganism is a vegan describes a, a person who avoids using animals for ethical reasons and using animals for food and clothing so, uh, sources. Right. Um, veganism expanded, though, eventually to include a diet that excluded animal derived foods such as eggs, meat, fish, poultry, cheese, and other dairy products, all right? So instead of that, <laughs> a vegan diet includes um, plant foods like fruits, vegetables, green nuts, seeds, and legumes, all right? Um, this, veganism is a movement, and this movement has evolved as well to focus on ethics and animal welfare, environmental and health concerns as well. Um, it, it originated again as a, a focus on ethics and animal welfare, but has evolved to include environmental and health concerns. All right. And veganism focuses on negative effects of modern animal agriculture on the planet as well as the potential negative health effects of eating a diet high in processed meat and choosing saturated over unsaturated fats. All right. And again, when I was 14, that was my focus. Um, but again, I, the definition of being vegan then for me, this, I'm not saying that this definition didn't exist then, but what I was privy to then was really being vegan meant not consuming animal products. 
um, as a source of food um, or sustenance, right? Um, and at, but at that point, I never gave up um, the wearing of leather and, and, and the use of leather for clothing and shoes and things of that nature. Um, so that was, that was something that, you know, I just lived with. I always identified as vegan, even though I would always say to people, yeah, I identify as vegan, but I still wear leather. I still use leather and I see the need for it and the use for it. And I'm on, I understand that. But of course, (laughs) many people considered me a walking, uh, you know, just absolutely contrary (laughs) to to the decisions um, that I made, right? Some of the things, the way that I lived or the things that I decided to do or use or in contrary to some of the other decisions that I made in my life. Um, And that's one example, all right? So I also think it's important to think about um, how thoughtful um, being a vegan makes you it puts you in a place where you you have to embrace mindfulness because now you're no longer considering what you need to consume to survive right you begin to think about um all of the other life forms around you and their survival right you start to think about how you can work in consort with everything else around you, other organisms, um, whether you are in harmony with them. Um, and though, you know, though we're not responsible for the, um, the way animals are treated, when we think about agriculture and the, the large dairy industry, we, we, we may not be dairy farmers. I'm not a dairy farmer, but we do have an influence Right, and part of that influence is affected based on the choices we make, the choices we make, and the decisions we make when it comes to identifying what brand of um, dairy we're gonna consume if we're going to be uh, consumers of dairy, and if we're not, and we're choosing the we're choosing the path of a vegan, we also still have to be. We still have to be very conscious of the the other choices that we make because some of those choices we think they're beneficial to our bodies, but they're not, right? And this is where we're gonna when we're gonna start talking about alternative meats and lab grown meats because you know people may love the idea of them and they may love the fact that it tastes very good and they taste like and I don't know because I have not tried them and I will not be trying them uh so if somebody wants to try them and tell me then that's up to you which people have um but 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 it's really important for us to consider all of the other choices that we're making because there are uh choices that we do make um in the name of veganism that's that actually ends up hurting the planet all right it's counterintuitive and so it's really important to consider all everything right that we're talking about here the other the other uh 
phrase or the other term that I wanted us to explore was the term plant-based. All right. So plant-based is all about health. So when just as with veganism or the word vegan, I said, attach the word ethics to veganism or to the word vegan. So here with plant-based, I want you to attach the word health. All right. And so that the plant-based is a more uh, modern term compared to the 1944 term of veganism. All right. In, 19, in the 1980s, Dr. T. Colin Campbell introduced the term plant-based diet. And he introduced the term as a low-fat, high-fiber, vegetable-based diet that would focus on health, not, not ethics, health. And so being plant-based is a good decision to make because it helps us to embrace both, right? We're able to embrace the understanding that animals need human advocates to support them to make sure that, you know, those who are heading up the uh, dairy industry and the farms and agriculture, that they're actually treating the animals whose lives they're going to take, they're actually treating them with respect, right? And, you know, not just throwing them all into, you know, one little four by four square space and not feeding them properly, not, you know, over... um giving them an overabundance of hormonal injections, um, not being respectful of, you know, just how they're kept, you know, not because they're going to be slaughtered or used as um, food for human consumption doesn't mean that they'll be, you know, allowed to live in filth or you'll cram a hundred into one small room and, you know, you won't give them space breathe that you know things like that does not make sense to me so again it we are still responsible we we're still responsible for um that advocacy piece we're still responsible for the ethics piece however our focus should also be health right if I'm choosing a plant-based diet, I'm choosing a plant-based diet not just because of the ethics of an animal and its its supposed rights, right? I'm not saying that they don't have rights, but but I'm also considering my own health. That's critical, right? That's critical. Do I understand the value of um reducing the amount of consum meat consumption and red meat consumption um, and how that begins to, to change just the way my body functions, the way my immune system is able to develop over time. Um, do I understand that consuming far lower amounts of saturated fat um, actually improves heart health for me and and for the children that I give birth to like you know 
these these are important things to consider um and i say that because the the with the advent of the term plan based we get to begin to really consider our health the health of our bodies and look at what we're consuming look at the nutritional content of the food that we're consuming really scrutinize the relationship between what we consume right in and in on this level of conversation we're only talking about food consumption but there's so much more that we could talk about when it comes to consuming um and consumption right because i can consume programs television programs i can consume music I, my body is taking in my, my subconscious mind is processing whatever it is that is in my vicinity or in my in my environment whether it's digitally virtually audibly frequent based on frequency all of those things feed us they feed our spirit they feed our body and they feed our soul all right though the soul is not affected by um any earthly experience all right so that's something that's important but i i think with the advent of plant based the phrase plant based it really it it started to pull us into this a place where we began to consider the body and consider respecting the body all right and it's really important to respect animals and respect their experience their emotional beings as well their organisms that have life as well so it's really important to respect that we cannot ignore our own bodies though we cannot continue to consume and consume and consume without one iota of thoughts about what happens to the arteries why do they become overclogged why does our system begin to break down why do our nerves begin to fall apart at a certain age why are our women why are women going through bouts of of barrenness why is that happening why are young girls going through extremely painful periods right why are 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 the periods of men of of menarche so very close to preteen age before it was a little bit further off you know your parents would say okay we have another year or two that's not the case now why are young women are young men why are they so overweight why are they dealing with obesity at such young ages at such young stages in their journey those are all crucial questions and i think those questions became you know they surfaced and they they became a part of the conversation with the dawn of the idea behind plant plant based diet because before we weren't thinking about that before we were so caught up in 
the ethics of it all and so on and yeah we eventually attached health benefits but that was just like uh, by the way <laughs> you know now we really get to scrutinize and look at the relationship between food and our health all right and so you know exploring these two um i want to charge you all those of you who've listened to me <laughs> I guess you could say, you know, rave about one or the other this evening. Um, I identify as pl a plant-based, having a plant-based diet. But what do you think? You know, what, where is, what is your stance on vegan versus plant-based diets? You know, how do you identify? Do you identify as vegan? And if you do, Why? Do you identify as a plant-based person? And if you do, why? All right, share those. And if you have any questions for me based on the story, stories that I shared or some of the information that I shared this evening, please feel free, reach out to us um, in the comment section. Jump on the YouTube channel every other uh, Thursday evening. We are delving into live vlogs so to speak um but you, so you can always ask a question underneath any of the videos that you find on the sovereignty's youtube channel you um you can also tune into a new episode every week that's published on spotify or itunes and any one of the the streaming platforms that are um available to us you know and maybe your favorite i know spotify is my personal favorite so i'm always on there um give us a rating you know give us a rating and share share our content if you like what you're hearing share our content on tiktok and you know make sure to put our label on it so that way is nobody's confused as to where the information is coming from. We really appreciate your listening. Thank you all for tuning in. Tune in to um, our next episode. We will probably dive into some more definitions and begin to set the stage and set the foundation for deeper conversations and deeper talks. Um, if you want to share some of your ideas on what we should be giving the scoop on or what we should be spilling the tea on, please, um, again, jump on into the chat and share that with us. It is always a beautiful experience sharing with you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My name is Sister Maria, and I am an honor woman. I am a health and wellness advocate. I love to engage and have these conversations with other women who are covered women, who are focused on, you know, supporting their homestead and, and making everyone in the homestead shine, the children, the man, making sure that they're all healthy and wealthy and, and functioning at their optimum. Um, and this is the space, right? My mission is to create, to continue to create a community space where you can get all this information and you can apply it. Or if you have questions about some of the experiences that you're having and you're not sure where to go or how to, 
how to go about um, finding that information. That's why we're here. We are a resource for women who are managing homesteads and have children and are the help meets, the, the receptive and submissive help meets. And um, yeah, we're just going to continue to dive in and dig into season two. See you all on our next episode. Peace.